1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: What's up, San Diego? We've made it to the end of the week. Happy Friday to all. 201 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello out on a personal day. Um, We can't get any peace. In San Diego, it feels like it. You know, just when, you know, the Manny Machado conversation settles down and everybody can like take a deep breath. Yeah, John Heyman has to go write in this article today about Josh Hader and Juan Soto possibly being extended. Now, I'm saying <gasps> that in a little bit of uh, I'm trying to be funny. Yeah, like, it's a good it's a it, good uh, interruption, but very good. Nevertheless, now we'll have a segment of folks in a frenzy about how this all happens and when it all happens. And uh, I just suggest that you keep your eyes on 2023. This has a chance to be a very, very special season. However, it is the business that we're in to have these conversations, even if it is two years out in some cases, Juan uh, Soto's to be specific. But um, apparently John Heyman uh, has had his ear to the ground since he's been here. I've seen him the last couple of days. Um, at at the, the Peoria Complex, uh, he talked to Scott Boris, who is the agent of Juan Soto. He, does, does Scott represent a hater, too? Uh, let know? me look. Let me look. Either way, Scott Boris said, um, who is, by the way, who I know personally, and I know that he is famous for taking his guys all the way to free agency, uh, said, we're open to talking. We're just waiting. Uh, Soto said in the Padres clubhouse, referring to himself and Boris. So uh, that means they're open to having that extension conversation, even two years out. Uh, as I mentioned, Boris is known for passing up chances for free agency, with great, for not passing up chances with uh, with great players, uh, especially ones like Juan Soto. Uh, it's very rare, Scott Boris said, that a team can put together a group of, of players in the of in the primes of their careers, or close to the prime, where there are four players at this level. For the Padres, they've moved a mountain to San Diego. It's called thing. Mount Crushmore. Mount Crushmore. <laughs> First I... of all, Scott Scotty B is getting very good. At these one liner Horatio uh, uh
3: Horatio Kane CSI Horatio Miami Gray. lines. Yeah, like uh, Horatio Kane Miami lines. Was he hot talent lava or is that not him? He
2: was also Hot, hot Talent, talent lava. lava. So I mean <laughs> he he is he is coining shirts in San Diego really without is. even knowing he's doing it at this point. But it is certainly a conversation to be had. I listen. You know, I don't know. I I just don't know. I can't sit here and say it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's possible. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. But I mean, Manny was just extended when that didn't seem like it was possible. Now I mean, he took He took a little bit less. And maybe it was for these reasons. Well, he did look at Watson
3: during the press conference and kind of insinuate that did. he did that 4-1. Like,
2: you're next, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink.
3: <laughs> nudge, nudge.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, certainly, there is a 2023 season to be had that I think is the focus of everybody at this point. Hater, as we mentioned in yesterday's show, can be a free agent. At the end of this season, um, all the hogwash about moving him I think is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> that I've been yeah, peddling on
3: this show. <laughs> yeah, these
2: these things um, will eventually come to fruition one way or the other. Padres got a good squad for 2023. Padres also in action tonight against the Cubs uh, for the Padres. Julio Tehran will be on the mound for the Padres. They got almost all of their big dogs in the lineup. It looks like Juan Soto... Gets a day off. Trent Grisham at the top of the lineup. Cronenworth, Machado, Cruz, Carpenter, Nola, Colway, Azokar, and the young stud, Jackson Merrill at the bottom of the lineup. Um, yeah, man, I I don't even know where to go with the discussion on Soto hater. Well, this isn't this isn't new news. No, um, I guess the new the the news in this particular uh, article John Haman put together is just that the both sides are open to it. So that's the start.
3: It, it is a start. It, it, it's, it's, I think it's a fair question to ask, like, how are they going to do this? Because it doesn't it, with four players, like $275 million or more, that's a ton. And then you got you Darvish with a hundred million dollars. And then you got Juan Soto coming up. And like you said, hater, I just don't know. I, I honestly do not know how they do this, but Hey, here Seidler's making life really fun here in San Diego with the Padres.
2: I mean, listen, he's 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 pulling out all the stops at this point. And so, you know, when you know when we are looking when when you're looking at your ticket prices and you're like, "Man, these things are expensive." Just think about this the ball, the product that's being ran out there uh for you to watch and and hopefully win a ton. Um but it it does it, it's 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 hard to foresee any more happening that's already that hasn't already happened. And I understand it
3: really is I understand why they would want to lock down Juan Soto, obviously, but they still have those one, that one more year. Well, this year is arbitration. One more year is arbitration. So it's not like they have to get a deal done. He's not going anywhere. I understand as, why they want to, but
2: as as things go. Uh, how teams look at it, this is what for Juan Soto would be called a platform year. You know, a lot of people think about the year before you go into free agency. It's really that year before you get to that point. So it's two years out from free agency mm. that a lot of teams look at and is that's why they call it your platform year. And so, you know, in Juan Soto's case, that means this is the year for him to go off, to have that, like, career season because this is ultimately the season that teams will look at along with the rest of his body of work, which is pretty outstanding. (laughs) But if he goes off this year, uh, that price is just going to skyrocket. Yeah,
3: that's a good point. And he is hitting almost 800 in spring training. So, you know, they better get this deal done because (laughs) Cactus League championships (laughs) drive up prices. That's what I think.
2: (laughs) Uh, we got Annie Halberm joining the show later on in the hour. I will have to hop off uh, at the beginning of the 4 o'clock hour to head over to the stadium. Yeah, uh, Padres, as I said, in action. The first night game of the season. Looking forward to that. Uh, you know, anything that changes Groundhog Day. What seems like Groundhog Day to me out here. Oh, I mean, night game is a nice changeup. You
3: guys do the same thing. You go to the stadium. It's like a twelve o five or a one p.m. game. Do the game, and then you come do the show. You got more stuff to do, so
2: right, right. It's
3: uh, it's I don't know. The night game just gets me excited about Padres season, just about baseball season in general. I'm ready for it. I'm already ready for it. I'm done with the spring training stuff. It's over for me.
2: I wish I could say the (laughs) same, buddy. (laughs) I gotta definitely. It's definitely not over for me.
3: I, I got to bring up this this whole thing with Fernando Tatis Jr. and the tweet, and I, I'm going to get your opinion on it because Ben Verlander yesterday, we kind of sort of touched on it when you got to the show. Fernando misplayed a ball in in right field yesterday. So Ben Verlander tweets something along the lines of, "It's it, it, how's it going for Fernando in right field? Not so great. And they had the video of him misplaying the ball. But that's a national media guy. I took offense to it. I ranted at 5 p.m., you
2: did, <laughs> and I was
3: disgusted by it. And apparently Ben Verlander heard it because he deleted the tweet. Oh, he heard you, huh? He, he like, heard you know someone because he deleted upset. the tweet. And I, I think that you shouldn't be – obviously, you should be taking shots at a guy for his first game in right field. And I know it's all about the clicks, but as a national media member like Ben Verlander is, I think he has to be a little bit better. And I don't know the guy at all and he seems like a good dude. I'm just talking about one tweet. he He's allowed to
2: make a mistake. He is I, to would make think, a mistake I would think by the the mere him deleting it and like pretending that it never happened is a great indication that he thinks ah maybe that wasn't the best.
3: <laughs> I would Tend to agree with you kind of because a deleted tweet isn't actually deleted it's just
2: not on your feed anymore well i mean it's 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 not a. Uh, I mean just here's the thing somebody decides to screenshot it so they can play gotcha games with them oh yeah it's different but you know if it's not on your you if you don't stand on it or stand by it you probably want to get rid of it and so maybe after seeing the um pushback if you will (laughs) there was some pushback (laughs) on the the sentiment that it wasn't going well after his literally his first game out there yeah he probably said eh I probably don't need to put that
3: well then I appreciate him for deleting it I just think that furthers the uh Fernando's gonna have a tough year regardless and he put himself in this position so I'm not gonna feel bad about that but I feel like that's just putting unnecessary um Bad, for lack of a better term, bad vibes to, to going towards Fernando. Yeah,
2: I, I promise you that tweet will be the least of. Fernando's I will agree with issues. you there for <laughs> a long stretch. Um, I am going to be curious how
3: he handles like being on the road and being in a hostile environment where they're yelling everything that they want to yell. Yeah, at it's him. not going to
2: be fun. It's not going to be fun, and it, it's you know it's it's not that players aren't used to that, but I'd imagine if you every place you went to. That's the sentiment you get. Uh, you're, you're probably it's not gonna be it's not gonna be pleasant. Now he could channel that and just because I, I told you guys what I think he should do, he should just take on that villain role mm. when he goes on the road and just be that dude.
3: It's also more fun to be the villain <laughs> if you're I'm asking just, me. <laughs> I'm just
2: saying you kind of need a you kind of little need a little edge when you're on the road anyway. I think he should channel that and just. Use it to to destroy teams. <laughs> We're in front of them. I think that would that would be the ultimate way to, to go about it. Uh, as I said, I got to. I'll hop off here early. We got a countdown. Um, Scraby and I have. I don't even know if it was our debate to begin with, but we he brought it to me and I kind of liked it. Top five sport drink flavors. Yeah, he had some pushback after saying some um, unruly thing about a, a, a specific flavor.
3: Well, you said that. Was it is it orange
2: you think is the best I said one? Grape
3: Grape yeah. is the best one. And I was like, Grape?
2: What in the world? <laughs> I'm telling you. There's a couple different flavors of grape that are just that are bomb.
3: And they all probably taste like diamond tap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like cough syrup? Is that what you're Yeah, to say? <laughs> I mean a
3: lot of those do taste like cough syrup, but I, I look through all the flavors and there are more flavors than I even knew Gatorade or there, sports drinks listen, made.
2: Gatorade was in the business of trying to come up with new flavors for a long time. Now they've kind of they've kind of slowed down that process.
3: But... They've kind of refocused on the the ones that got them there. They don't need like icy blast anymore, which isn't really a flavor; it's just a phrase. Icy blast, <laughs> yeah. No, uh,
2: <laughs> you'll get that countdown. We got a big five. We'll talk a little. Uh, Daniel Dimes, Daniel Jones Dimes, no, I should guy. say. That Lamar guy. Jackson. We got a little bit of everything here for you on Going and Chris on this Friday. We're going to step away. More Going and Chris on the way.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
3: 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Depeche Mode at Pechanga Arena on December 6th. Every hour you listen now through March 5th equals one entry into the contest. You that sure is, it's not Depeche? I was just about to say that is Depeche Mode, not Depeche Mode, which is what Tony said either last week or this week, and it was one of the funniest moments on our show's history. I got a
2: call from Stephen Woods about it. He really? Like, he thought that the Depeche was, was just...
3: Pure comedy, because it, I it, it, it mean, like like most of our funny funny things that happen on the show it comes from like a real place, and you're like, "What is this? A Depeche Mode?" And it ended <laughs> up being Depeche Mode, <laughs> but yeah. So if you listen to the app, uh, you can be entered to win a pair of tickets for their concert at Pechanga Arena on December sixth. Now there is going to be Tony a new slogan for the Padres this year. They released it earlier this morning. Uh, What was it? It was um, Time to Shine was one of them as of late. uh, They all run together. Yeah, I'm not sure why I can't remember. I had them all in my head driving down in the car. I was listing them all out. But this one this year is going to be Bring the Gold. So we're going to get to see a lot of Bring the Gold this season.
2: Gravy wasn't uh, quite sure on Bring the Gold because I think because of – Rob Manfred's famous quote during the 2020 World Series, the piece of metal. Yes,
3: the Commissioner's Trophy.
2: I I think in Scraby's head, he heard metal, and he immediately thought silver. And I think, you know, I I understood his mistake there. But, if I recall correctly, the the World Series Trophy is actually gold.
3: I'm looking at it right now, and I'm an idiot. I, I don't know why. You're right. You're right. I thought silver for some reason. I feel like because some of them have, like, silver flagpoles because it's just a bunch of flags, I guess. And um, anyway, I'm just going to stop making excuses as to why I thought. But, that. but
2: I, I got to say, I, I I immediately knew why you thought it was silver.
3: It's because you know me too because, well.
2: Because Rob Manfred called it a piece of metal.
3: A hunk of metal.
2: <laughs> a piece of metal. hunk of metal. No, he said piece of metal. He did say piece of uh, metal. Piece of metal.
3: Was this before or after he was wasted giving Corey Seager <laughs> the MVP? <laughs> Corey, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Chris swears on everything that is that is his that Rob Manfred had feedback problems in his ear. But I don't know how Chris would know that.
2: I, I don't know either. I'm willing to bet Mr. Manfred wasn't drunk. But he did sound drunk on the (laughs) mic. He did. It was
3: really funny. Anyway, if you want to, go Google Rob Manfred, Corey Seager, and you'll find out everything that you need to know about that. We're going to talk about uh, 16-year-old prospect Ethan Salas a little bit later in the show, but John Heyman wrote an entire article about him and how he's living up to his potential already, and he's only been with the team like a month and a half, maybe two months. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but... Um, We're going to switch gears for a second because finally I got Tony here. I need to get his opinion on these things. The NCAA football leading up to this, we've been talking about how NCAA football is trying to change rules to make the game a little bit faster. And they claim to make it a little bit safer. Well, that was all us talking like it could happen. Well, the NCAA Football Rules Committee announced today that it is it has approved several rules designed to speed up college football games. It needs to go through a vote by the NCAA Playing Rules Oversight Panel, and that's going to happen in April. But they said 2023 season could have these rules and will have these rules if the oversight panel votes them in. But here's the here's the first rule that everybody's talking about, and since we haven 't gotten tony 's opinion i 'm excited about this because it's it's polarizing in the college football world, but currently the clock stops on first downs until the ball is spotted by the officials. then it runs. The new rule is going to keep the clock running on first downs except for within the first or the last two minutes of each half so it 's NFL rules here with the, the with the clock and the first downs. Now, Tony, do you uh, have any issues with this one? Because this is the biggest one that most people are saying. It's the spirit of college football. But and the NCAA is saying they could take away 18 to 20 plays during the game if they keep the clock running.
2: I don't know if I don't like it because that's all I know or if I don't like it because I think they make the, it makes the game better. It certainly gives more chance for comebacks That is when, true. when the clock is stopping like that, right? Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I think initially my reaction was, man, this is stupid. Why are they taking away <laughs> that rule? But I also have been on record for saying how I think college football, baseball, basketball should do as much as they can to mirror the next level in which they're – most of these kids, uh, at least, aspire to to play in, and so, I mean, from that standpoint, it's a good idea. But I, I got to admit, man, I do. I'm a big fan of college. The stopping of the clock after first down, it just it it creates more intrigue. It creates, um, it creates more opportunities for some of like the greatest plays that we've ever seen happen. But I guess that could be said for the NFL. It still happens, and you know, we don't have. Uh, I guess they'll just have to learn to ma- learn to manage the clock a little bit better.
3: Yeah, they were also kind of uh, – because they sent – in the original story that Chris and I brought up, they sent someone to different games throughout the year, and this person was watching every single play and determined how much time was taken off and all that. But it, it, it's they were saying that more passes are being thrown than ever, which more incomplete passes are being thrown than ever, and that stops the clock every single time. So they're trying to figure out a way, because some of these college games are lasting four and a half hours, which is, is, is a lot of time for a college football game. But it, it's it I, I think the time – this is okay. I think this is okay. There's other rules that I don't really agree with, like – this one's not coming in, and they're not talking about it. But Chris really wants them to go to a one foot in or two feet in for the catching. But I really think that wide receivers in college are not as good as the NFL. Obviously, so uh, a one foot in catch in in college, I think, needs to stay. That also is the spirit of college as well. Like that is the spirit to me. I'm sorry, I might have missed
2: that. Was that is no that it, one no? Of the rules it's not being well? okay. but,
3: but it's being thrown around. Like if they're i are going to
2: do start doing that. See, that one wouldn't bother me as much. That's so weird to because me. Because th- they all have to learn how to do it anyway. And they do like, it anyway most times. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, again, I'm kind of, you know, talking over myself if I don't say, yeah, they should try to make it close to the NFL as possible because that's what they're going to be doing at the next level. But, I, I, you know, again, it just it it leaves more space for, you know, those type of guys that you know, may need the time to work into getting good at managing a clock or, in that case, getting both feet down. But it is going to be required of them in the next at the next level. It is.
3: Uh, some of the other rule changes that they initially re- approved, but they, they're not as important, um, no consecutive timeouts. So it's basically when they want to ice the kicker. You're not allowed to do that anymore. You can't call timeouts in back-to-back uh, instances an untimed penalties, rules violation that occur with no time on the clock in the first and third quarters would carry over to the next quarter, thus limiting untimed downs to the end of the halves. I don't.
2: So it sounds like they're just trying to eliminate plays. They're,
3: the, yes, that is the, the one thing, is that they say that the injury level, the injury goes down, injury rate goes down as we eliminate plays, but I feel like they're eliminating a lot of plays. 18 to 20 is a lot of plays per game. That is. It's like, I mean, yeah. Right. Four drives,
2: yeah. If they go I mean, three
3: and out or whatever,
2: if they, yeah, if they're going three and out, it's five drives, twenty. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. That I I, I don't mind the. I guess I'll get over the whole clock one.
3: <laughs> I think you I'll, will. I, I don't think that it. will be as hard as it won't be thinks.
2: as much. You know, it's it's just uh, it's a little nuance that goes with college that you know we'll get used to it not being around.
3: And the last one is replay adjustments. During games in which there isn't a replay official in the booth, on-field officials will have optional replay in which they can use available video after a coach's challenge. Oh, I guess because...
2: they didn't have that before? I guess, like, some games
3: don't have the the eye-in-the-sky referee that can help call and move things along. I'm
2: for any instant replay thing that's going to help them get the call right. Like, it's ridiculous that you had instant replay and you didn't have multiple views. You only had one view it's Yeah, like
3: in the ball. NFC championship when Devonte Smith caught that ball that no, he actually no they just dropped. didn't
2: get to the other view fast enough oh well, they found that, it after the break tony remember yeah, I mean, you know that's, they had already run a play though oh, they're like, at that oh, point hey guys we lost by the, the way they did they didn't they didn't go they didn't go to break after the play they ran another play and then they went to break yeah and they're like
3: oh by the way we found the only evidence that exonerates they had like the 20 49ers. seconds to figure it out yeah Never gonna, you know, it depends on the day whether or not I'm mad at it, the 49ers, and I guess right now I'm a little you are, frustrated You, with the 49ers. you are, you go back you
2: something else on that.
3: Yes, now yesterday, Annie Halbron uncovered something. With one of the Padres players that like kind of broke Twitter for a second. So she's coming on the show with us next and we're gonna ask her about that. Also about all the other things that she's been seeing in spring training. She's been out in Peoria, so she's gonna join us when we get back on 973 the Fan.
4: Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of sixty minutes to get your daily entry and you could win a chance to fly off to London with 3 friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com/taylor. Tay in the UK it's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs>
2: 2.36 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Padres in action, 5.40 San Diego time, 6.40 here in Phoenix, and soon we'll be joined by Annie, Annie Halbram, Padres reporter. Got some good little tidbits for you guys today, including something that may have broke the internet. It, it really uh, did. We'll get, to that. We, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Scraby... You know, I Is thought. Is everything okay, D'Angelo Russell? You know, no. I thought no, it's not okay. Everything's not okay. <laughs> thought D'Angelo Russell might play tonight. Looks like that will not be the case. He will not be in the lineup. So, what about AD? I'm not sure. Of, I'm not sure of AD's playing. I haven't got word on that yet. But the the, the uh, Lakers did come up with a big win. Excuse me, the other night, and they have moved within a half a game of the playing spot. So. Lakers starting to close the gap, even
1: without old LBJ. <laughs>
3: this is what I love about Tony and his his love of the Lakers is that even when it's looking to, looking down, he still has positivity, and he has his dreams of the Lakers making the playoffs.
2: I do, and uh, I think it's going to happen. I'm not going to lie to you. I really think there is a legitimate shot of it happening, um, even without LBJ, uh, which. It's a tall task, no. no nonetheless, nonetheless. Um, do you Scherzer, think? Oh, sorry, my bad. Ahead, ahead. No, no, I was going to say, go do,
3: you think, do you think this season for the Lakers has gone, as you expected, a l- more turbulent than you expected, less turbulent?
2: It definitely wasn't less turbulent. They started off, what, 0-8? They had, like, a crazy, <laughs> terrible start to the season, so that just made things... Terrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this is where where I thought the Lakers would be for sure. I thought they would, you know, at least be in the playoffs at this point, not fighting to get in the playoffs. So, you know, that part sucks. So, no doubt. Um, I don't know if you saw. We talked. You, you brought up. Uh, are we 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 talk. We'll talk about Pickett later on in the show. The Steelers quarterback. Uh, his former wide receiver that he had is is lobbying for the pittsburgh steelers to take him um i don't know the 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 young man he ended up transferring uh to usc jordan addison uh was at Pitt while kenny pickett was there is asking uh is is you know this is this combine's going on right now so they're doing a lot of the interviews and he certainly is is lobbying for the steelers to come get him now Jordan Edison, I think, is the number one rated wide receiver or top two uh, wide receivers in this draft. So uh, it's certainly a possibility considering that Steelers didn't make the playoffs. So they have a relatively high pick, is, uh, at least to my nod. I don't know that they tra- if they traded it or not. No, but... not yet. They do have a high pick. So, you know, that's a possibility, you know. My man, Kitty Pickett, could use some help on the on the on the outside there. I mean,
3: he's got uh, he's got uh, George Pickens and he's got Deontay Johnson. How much more help does he need? He's got Najee Deontay Harris. Johnson
2: didn't even ca- didn't even score a touchdown. Oh, that's that's not his fault. No, it's not. It's Kitty Pickett's fault. Throw it to him. Oh, oh, he's got to throw it to him in the end zone. Yes, he can't make some moves and get correct. to the end zone like correct. some of these some of these wide receivers can. Right? Yeah, correct. Huh. Interesting. Interesting take. All right. Uh, we will have Annie Halbrum here shortly before we do that. Let's check some traffic.
3: We do not have traffic.
2: We do not have. Oh, because it's only two. Yes, there. the
3: time change. I, I cannot wait See, for you. I cannot
2: wait until 12 o'clock happens. Yes. Like the, me, the 12th happens. Yes. So that we can be on the same time. Yeah. I'm looking at my clock, and the only time I get saved on this is is when I'm, on the, when I'm looking at the Zoom and I can see the clock in the background. Which is hard your clock because
3: background. it's backwards in the in the screen. Oh, it's not. Oh, for me it is. Anyway, all right, Annie's waiting. <laughs> we Let's don't get it. Annie out of <laughs> here. Joining us on
2: the premier <laughs> Chevrolet of Cause Bad Fan Outline, Annie Halber, Padres reporter. Annie, how are you?
5: I'm good, guys, and you're not the only one with this time change issue. I can't tell you how many times I have messed it up this week. I, I can't get it right no matter what.
2: You know, I get messed up because a lot of times most of the devices will make the correction for you. However, <laughs> when you get on, like, a website, ESPN, I don't know if it's giving me Pacific time because that's where I'm. I, I my residences are, if it's giving me mountain time, and it seems like yeah. it kind of goes back <laughs> and forth on that. Annie, uh, you, you've been down here for almost about a week now. Or you've been here for most of the week. You had Fernando duty during this uh, this trip down, and you were able to follow him a little bit in his return to game action. How would you sum up his week?
5: I think it's been a really good week for him. I think that that countdown for him getting back on the field it, it was real. You know, I mean, he hadn't played since 2021, and wanted to get in there early. Had to wait a few extra days, but for Bob Melvin too, I think for them to start to learn each other and it kind of form this bond this manager player bond that they didn't get to have last year i think that's been huge um at the plate i know hasn't quite you know been been. i guess uh shocking everyone with home runs or things like that but he's been selective. he's been doing a good job with his uh, bats with his plate appearances and making sure that he's taking the right pitches that he needs to so to me he's looked good there um and then in the outfield look he's I think he's fine. I, I think he's going to need some growing pains. I think that Bob Melvin just said earlier that it's good for him to be tested. It's good for him to go through some of these situations in spring training and learn that he's going to have to do this or have to do that. So, to me, you're talking about one of the most athletic people I know that I have ever met or that I've seen. Um, I don't think that he's not going to be able to learn how to take better routes in the outfield or how to use his skills to his benefit. So I think that he's going to have a lot of opportunities now in camp, especially with the WBC guys leaving, to just get the attention that he needs to be able to move forward. And honestly, guys, it's just fun to watch him again. It's just fun to see him back around. It's fun to see him smiling. Um, And I think that his teammates have been enjoying it as well.
3: Talking to Annie Halberman, Padres reporter on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, And I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but... Do you think, or have you heard, and I'm not asking you to give uh, what is going on in Fernando's head, but do you think that him not being able to go to the World Baseball Classic is something that may be a motivating factor or maybe a bummer for him?
5: I think, I haven't asked him about it. I think that he would prefer to be going. He's got his his crew going. I mean, Nelson Cruz, he's got Juan Soto, Manny, they're all going to, to play you know, together. And so I think that For him, he's probably feeling a little bit, I I would guess, of missing out on that. But at the same time, you're talking about someone who has to keep his eye on the prize. He has to keep his eye on the fact that he's going to return to game action on April 20th if all goes well. And that's going to be a very celebratory day for him and for this whole organization. So um, whenever that is, whenever that happens to be, I think that's where his focus is. And he's got so much he can work on now that I think if you were to throw in the World Baseball Classic, that would have been a lot for a kid that, you know, needs to get the work in that he needs right now, especially coming off of those two surgeries and changing positions. But, but yeah, I think that there's probably a little a little disappointment, a little bit of a bummer. Um, but I think he also knows, hey, I'll end up going at some point.
2: Yeah, and I don't think there's any doubt about it. Annie Halvam joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Cause of Bad Fan Online, And, Annie, I'll start with this question first. Um, it was It was kind of insinuated going into – that first game that that for Totti wasn't all the way a hundred percent yet um how has he felt after these first two games physically uh with the shoulder and the wrist are are, are they still feeling as good as it sounded like they were going into this week
5: yeah tony he's as he's doing great, I, I asked him, you know, if he has any issues with his wrist still, because I think that was the one that was bothering him a little bit more. But he said the other day that he doesn't feel it. He, I, he said he said he doesn't feel it, and you know, when he's when he's swinging the bat, um, which I think was a big concern. But I, I think that he's where he needs to be. I, I'm sure that it's always going to cause maybe a, a little bit of aggravation as it just continues to heal. Um, it, maybe at times it will, but it doesn't seem like it's been an issue of any sort. And nothing that he can't manage. Um, at least that's the impression I've gotten. And then with his shoulder, you know, he, he had a baby himself when he last played in the majors because of that shoulder. He wasn't allowed to be as aggressive as he wanted on the base pass and when he's playing defense. And then he also talked about not being able to use the swing that he wanted because of that shoulder. So to have that shoulder surgery, I think that that's what he is most thrilled about. Um, you know, there was some hesitation to have that. But you can tell he's got a totally renewed confidence about going out there and just playing his style of game. And there's been a lot of talk now about, you know, is he gonna is he gonna change things? Is he gonna um, pull back at times? And Bob Bob Melvin and Fernando have said, look, we're, we're, I'm an instinctual player. He's got to use his head. Of course, he's got to use his head and play smart. But for the most part, he's also got to be the, the guy that he is when he's out there um, when he's out there playing. And so I think that we can expect him to continue to be that type of player where he's going to make plays that are unbelievable, and that we're going to go, oh my gosh, you're going to hold your breath, you know. But then at the same time, I think that there's always an effort, right, with any player to just play smarter, to pick your spots, things like that. Um, but no, he he feels great. He said he feels great. He looks great, and he's been very pleased. That's something that I think has stood out after the last two games that, he, that he's played. And he's only played two games, you know, but um, he looks very happy. You know, he's been very upbeat, feeling very good about things, and, and that's definitely what you want right now.
3: Annie, you know, so with someone, I'm currently dealing with the subluxation of my shoulder myself. So I know exactly yeah. how, how it feels to, to play, you know, <laughs> maybe even just wiffle ball with a subluxation sure. in the shoulder. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I'm going to be looking at this year in regards to the pressure on the team and pressure on Fernando. But the team itself, there's a lot of pressure for them to be successful. And it just seems like they're actually, being loose about it. I haven't really seen any, like, I don't know, just any yeah. signs that they're they're trying too hard or they're taking it too seriously, like the pressure, the outside pressure. But how do you think that they've been able to do that since you've been there?
5: No, you're right, Matt. I mean, it's been a loose clubhouse. It's been a clubhouse where you've got a lot of superstars, but you don't feel like you've got a lot of superstars. You know, guys have been, for the most part, just their normal selves gelling. It seems like there, they're, you know, hasn't been any attention placed on one certain person besides the storylines of of course like a fernando coming back um you know we've manny's been great juan soto's been great uh the addition of nelson cruz certainly has been a plus i think for this clubhouse just to have a guy like that in there who is such a pro and and full of information i think that's been huge i i don't you know i, I think they're going to say look we're just worried about us we are not focused on outside pressure I'm sure you've got to feel it in some ways and especially when they get into regular season games of just like, this is a, this is a, a roster that really has the potential to go a long way and, and the organization has really put their money where their mouth is. Um, but at the same time, they can't get caught up in that. So, so far it's just been pretty loose, pretty easygoing, at least what I've seen. Um, guys having fun with each other like we're normally used to seeing with this group. And it's really going to be interesting with the WBC, right? Because I've had a few players comment. Um, Vayner Bogarts was the last one saying, you know, look, he had an infraction the other day when he was playing. And after the game, he was talking about, he's got to try during the WBC because the new rules for baseball are not in effect during the WBC. These guys mm-hmm. have to try to tap into that when they can and kind of give themselves their own pitch clock and make sure that they're kind of following whatever rules they can for the most part. Um, so that when they come back, you know, they're not too far behind, behind the curve, but, World Baseball Classic is going to happen. I think they've all got to make the most of it. I think that they've all got to look at it like let's take all the positives we can out of this and at the same time let's try to be as ready as possible when we come back.
2: Annie Halvam joins us here via the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And Annie, I don't know if you know this, you you kind of broke the social media yesterday. (laughs) You, you, You tweeted out that you found out Jake Cronenworth is actually Jacob Cronenworth. And has always been that. And uh, he posted this morning, Jake is okay, but you can tell us in, uh, a little bit of how you found out about it. I, I personally have a bad habit of calling people their whole names without asking them if that is okay with them. Yeah, Matthew. Uh, so I've, I've lucked up here, apparently. I call you Matthew all the time. I lucked up on this one, calling him <laughs> Jacob, and apparently were calling that Jacob? is really what he goes up by. You're
5: good you, Tony, I and mean, I've, I've heard people call you Anthony, so um, I, I wonder if that's like I part think that's of it, where right? it that's started, here. Annie. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, I I really did not expect this to to go as crazy as it did. I, I thought this was going to be a little fun thing for Padres, you know, for Padres fans. Now we all know, um, but man, this thing went off like wildfire. So um, you know, I just I just noticed that Manny continued to very much emphasize Jacob, 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 and I, I thought that jake was going to kind of have a funny story behind it you know like this is what manny does manny Manny kind of teases me maybe whatever you know like, there's just something to it right um but it turned out that no uh everybody close to jacob jake cronenworth uh growing up and even in high school and college he's he goes by jacob if, if you're a good friend of his if you're a family member if you knew him in high school or college you know him as jacob that he kept saying to me that's my name that's my name you know <laughs> and, and that's what all his teammates call him You know, But I think at some point, I don't know honestly how this whole thing works, but whenever he was drafted, they logged him in as Jake, and it stuck. And I'm sure, you know, being an uh, industrious guy like he is, he's had to really claw, work his way, go through a lot of ups and downs. The last thing I'm I'm thinking on his mind is people calling him Jacob. I don't even know that he ever expected to be in this position (laughs) where this is such a big thing, you know what I mean? And so I think, you know, that ship kind of sailed for him, but it ended up being this, this fun conversation with him yesterday About just that, just that all the teammates, it's funny, you know, Maggie Myers, and I don't think she'll mind me saying this, uh, she she sent me a message this morning saying, I never knew that I had to ask Will if that's true, if if, you had to confirm that. And Will said, confirmed, we all call him Jacob. So uh, I just think it's really funny to see that all the players and, and like Tony, you know, like they all know him as Jacob. But poor guy. I mean, you know, people were really up in arms over can they can they still use Jake the rake? Can they still you know guys, can they still call him Jake? You know, and and, and I think that he had to uh, just kind of wave the white flag on that one and say, look, that, that ship has sailed. Um, it's all good, guys. You can call me Jake. And uh, but but Tony, I don't think you should stop calling him Jacob. I think uh, I think you know, look, you're close. You know, the people that know uh, him can, call him Jacob.
2: Yeah, now I can't call him Jake now. I almost have to exactly. call him Jacob now. Yeah, and it also
5: exactly. tells me something
3: about the team. It tells me that the team is close because I, I, get, yeah. I, I guess uh, not everyone would take the time out of their day to, like, call him Jacob if, if he really wanted to go by Jacob or whatever. But
5: And, and, and you know, it, it, real quick on that, too, it also told me that this, look, Jake Cronenworth is not a super, he's a great player, We, you know, absolutely, and and we all think he's wonderful, but he's not one of the superstars, right? He's not Fernando, he's not Manny. Um, and look at kind of the attention that that got on on Jake. And so I think it's also indicative of what this year is going to be like for these guys. They are very hot right now, and, and there's a lot of attention on them. And I think that kind of anything you do right now really gets, uh, people get wind of it. So I, I think it was an interesting thing for me to watch as well.
2: Yeah, if they didn't know that um, they're going to be the, the team that's hunted this year, these are the type of <laughs> yeah. things that happen <laughs> and um, Tony, like, that, like, that are small things.
5: Yeah, like they're, they're so used to being, you know, just kind of under the radar, and now they really are just all eyes are on them. And, and again, this week even, a lot of national reporters out here, yeah. and not just coming out here for a day. They're staying out here for two, three days at a time, for a week at a time, and this is really the spot. For, for people to be right now, and I, I have a feeling it's going to last like that into the season as well.
2: Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this 2023 th- season because it has a <laughs> serious chance to be special. Annie, as always, appreciate you coming on and, and, and sharing some of this with us, and uh, have fun the rest of this week. I know you're heading out back to San Diego, safe travels yeah. as well.
5: Yes, yes. Hey, love being on with you guys. You know, I, I love you guys, so thank you so much, and uh anytime. you guys have a great show.
2: All right, Annie. Thank you. Anyhow, Halberman, the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. One I can of the late to the oh, to the whole Jacob thing. Leave it to first of all. I'm surprised at my my baseball brethren. We we like to shorten everybody's. <laughs> that is true. And, uh, the fact that everybody calls him Jacob, I think is uh, I say I think it says a lot about you know. You know such a small thing but it's attention to detail oh right? yeah and i think you you and annie both hit on that a little bit yeah
3: i thought um hannah Nank- uh, nankara woods woods's wife this morning tweeted something that was really funny but she said like but jacob the rake of doesn't come off the, the, the tongue as easy <laughs> <laughs> it
2: doesn't it's it a little, little bit a little bit more difficult to get that all out
3: i, I don't understand like because chris and i were talking about this yesterday i've sometimes i'm called matthew which is fine with me but it would be so weird I if matthew i can't you do but it'd be so weird If I came in here and all of a sudden my name to everyone was Matthew, it would be so strange to me. I would have to go around telling people, no, it's it's cool. You can call me Matt. (laughs) But they just like wrote his name down as Jake and that just stuck. That that is wild to me.
2: Major League Baseball, man, they do all kinds of things to you, man. They just don't without your permission. (laughs) It's funny. All right, let's get to break. I almost messed up. Three o'clock hour on the way for you guys. More and Chris.